Good evening, we're learning Maseches Yevamos Daf Nun Ches, starting two lines from the bottom on Nun Zayin Amid Beis. Yesterday we started a chuppah that was, uh, we started a chuppah. Amen. Yesterday we started a sigir called Yesh Chuppah L'Psulos, or Ein Chuppah L'Psulos, a question of whether or not the chuppah itself, that moment in time, even had there been no Kedushan, Rashi said yesterday, would it, could it be the case that a chuppah is powerful enough to generate a psul, in that woman, even if there's no Tash Mashamita, that was a discussion yesterday. And we're going to see if that is extended uh, from our Mishnah, which spoke about Kiddushin and not Chuppah. So let's have a look. Amar Rabbi Chama, Amar Rami Bar Chama, Yesh Chuppah In regards to the Machlokas of Yesh Chuppah Lepsulos, Banu Machlokas Rab Meir, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon, this is similar to the Machlokas that we had in our Mishnah just yesterday, between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Meir is on one side and Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon are on the other. On the top of Daphnun Chesim Aleph, the Gemara says, Lirib Meir, according to Rabbi Meir, who in our Mishnah says, the Amar Kedushin Pasle, so for sure, Chupanami Pasle. If you're going to hold that Kedushin, just betrothal, would make a woman ineligible for truma, then certainly the chuppah itself, even without Tash Mishamita, certainly the chuppah itself would mean that she is going to be psula from truma. However, the Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Shimon, Damri Kedushin, Lopasle, maybe we should say that if if in our Mishnah, when Rebbe Lazar and Rebbe Shimon hold that Kedushin does not pass to the woman, maybe they'd also agree that the same halachos apply, chuppah nami lopasle. So the Gemara is trying to say that there's really a correlate, almost a, a, like just two like party lines, is that at chuppah and or Kedushin, according to one shita, both are fine. Both women are going to be fine. They're allowed to eat truma. And according to the other, they're not. So the Gemara wants to know if this is considered a reasonable comparison. The Machlokas of Rav Meir versus uh, Rav Lazar of Rav Shimon on the one side. And can that be compared to the Machlokas of Yesh Chopa Lepsulos and Ein Chopa Lepsulos? The Gemara says to me, how do you know to compare this Machlokas of Yesh Chopa Lepsulos in the case of Kiddush and Pasle. How do we, are those, are those actually linked? Dilma, perhaps they're not linked at all. Maybe we can say that Adkan lo ka'ama Reb Meir hasab. Maybe Reb Meir only held of his shita that Kiddushin is Pasle, elabikdushin dekanila, because Kiddushin is actually a Kenyan. The transaction portion of the chuppah is not the chuppah. It's the kedushin. It's the betrothal. It's the ring itself. When it comes to the chuppah itself, where there is no kinyan, maybe love, maybe maybe really Reb Meir would not agree that we can compare the world of kedushin to the world of chuppah as it relates to the psul of truma for the wife. Inami, another reason why we might not be able to compare these two worlds is Adkan lo ka'amri Reb Lazar Reb Shimon leniently hasam el bekedushin de lo Maybe the only reason they were lenient by the kedushin was because kedushin is not followed by Bia. Now, the way our chuppahs work is a little different. Our chuppahs, we do Kedushin and Nisuin together, but back in the day, they do, they do Kedushin first, and then many weeks, many months later, they would do the actual chuppah. So by the Kedushin, there was no proximity to Tash Mishamita that was not allowed. And therefore, maybe we should say that the halachos are different from Kedushin than they are from chuppah. Maybe in regards to the case of Yesh Chuppah Lepsulos, the Machlokas that we were discussing yesterday, so maybe we'd say that because the chuppah is in proximity to Bia, because the marriage has now been completed on a halachic front, and now they're mutter to one another, maybe hachanami de pasla, and therefore you cannot compare the Machlokas of Yesh Chuppah Lepsulos and Ein Chuppah Lepsulos to the case of our Mishnah of Kedushin Pasle or Kedushin Lo Pasle. So the Gemara says that if you do want to say that there is something to compare the machlokas of yesh and ein what should we compare it to? There's another machlokas tanaim where we can overlap and overlay the shita, the shitas of yesh and ein What's that case? The Tanya, the Brisa writes 10 lines down in Chesmeral. 
If a man marries one or the other, who are those one or the other? Women who are kosher and apostle to a coin. Or that they did, in fact, get married, but there was no tash meshamita. The women are allowed to eat truma in those cases. Says the Gemara, asking a kasha on the brysa, and we'll get back to the brysa in a minute, but asking an interjecting question on the brysa. When the brysa says, what does that imply? That they're fully married, and the Gemara doesn't say it outright, but what it means is that there's Tash Meshamita, that's regular, normal chuppah, and chuppah v'kidushin. So says the Gemara, Elolav, that's, uh, it must be, it must be that we're talking about a case where there was no Tash Meshamita, and yet what does the Brisa say? That they are, the women are allowed to access truma. If that's true, then that is like the Shita of Ein Chuppah L'Kidushin, where the Chuppah doesn't ruin the, the women as it really it doesn't make them problematic as it relates to truma. However, the dissenting opinion in this brisa is Rabbi Shmuel ben Oshav Yochanan ben Baroka, who says, Omer, We look at what the Tashmashamita is capable of doing. If the Tashmashamita that, that takes place it would be a matir for her to eat the food, then great. And if not, not. It's all based on the Tashmashamita. So that's what the Gemara says is maybe our machlokas, if maybe that machlokas is connected to this case of so says the Gemara half a third of the way down we might maybe this is not a good comparison either our second rejection of a compared machlokas of the day Dilma perhaps Rabbi Shmuel Ben Baroka maybe the reason why he holds the way he does is because he says that when it comes to Kedushin that she's not allowed to eat and if he's holding like the party lines of Rav Meir so then his shita can't be aligned at all in this case Says the Gemara, wait, if that's true that he holds like Rav Meir, that in Kedushin there's lo achla, then the line that he said of kol she'biyasa that's an error. Hi, this line that he said of kol she'in biyasa ma'achilasa and chupasa ma'achilasa, that's the wrong language. Shouldn't have spoken about chupa if he holds like Rav Meir. Rav Meir holds of Kedushin. So he says, kol she'in biyasa ma'achilasa in kaspa ma'achilasa. The financial equivalent, namely Kedushin, the transaction of Kedushin should be ma'achilasa. We should have that. Why doesn't, if really Rav Yochanan ben Baroka is holding like the party line of Rav Meir, so then his catchphrase in the Brisa of Kol She'en Biyasa Machilasa should have said Ein Kaspa Machilasa. So the Gemara responds halfway down, not necessarily a good raya. Maybe the reason why Rav Yochanan ben Rav Yishmael ben Osh Rav Yochanan ben Baroka used the word Chupa was only for the symmetry of the Mishnah. Dilma, Dilma so you can't bring a raya from there, and therefore the Gemara says that uh, the Shita of Rabbi Yochanan ben Baroka may very well be like the Shita of Rav Meir. So then the Gemara moves on to, uh, it's all the connected sigya, but we tried to compare two sigyas to the machlokes of yesh, chupalipsulos, or ein chupalipsulos, and we failed on both. Halfway down, the Gemara says, Amar of Amram, ha Amar lan Rav Sheshes, there was something that Rav Sheshes told us, on hirinhu le'aynin, and he brightened our eyes from our Mishnah. Namely, he brought a raya for us from our Mishnah. Okay, what did our Mishnah say? And what does the Brisa say? The Tanatuna Brisa teaches the following. It says the word Amen. What is the Pasuk here talking about? It's talking about an Isha Sota. 
Amen, amen. And she says the word amen. What is she saying amen to? So it says the Brisa, trying to understand what the Pasuk and Chumash means when it says that the woman would say amen, says the Gemara, Shalosa Tisi uh, Arusa. I was not uh, inappropriate while I was in Arusa. Unesua, and when I was in Nesua, when I was a Shomeris Yavam, Uknusa, and when I was married. Now, already out of the gates, the words Nesua and Knusa typically mean the same thing. Uh, usually, that's how we, Lahachnis, those are similar words. We'll discuss that shortly. But first and foremost, the Gemara wants to understand what does it mean when the Isha Sota says, Losatisi Arusa? Hi Arusa Hechidami, two thirds of the way down. Ilema de Kanilakshi Arusa. If the husband was Kanila, he was he showed his jealousy. He warned her that he didn't want her to be biyichud with another man. The Kamashkalakshi Arusa, and the assumption is that she drank the Mesotam when she's in Arusa. Arusa Bas Mishtiahi. An Arusa, the Nes Nigle of the of the Mesota does not work with an Arusa. Says the Gemara, that's not. Arusa v'shomeris yavam lo shosos v'lo notlos ksuba. The shomeris yavam and the Arusa, they're not allowed to drink. Great, great Yedias Clelius. The Mesota doesn't work for an Arusa. You have to be fully married for, the, for them to work. So if that's true, then what then was the case of the Arusa where the woman was saying, Amen, lo satisi arusa. What was the case? So it says the Gemara, Yes, the husband warned her when she was in Arusa, don't be alone with that man. And she, in fact, was alone with that man. But when do they give her the mesota to drink? But she doesn't drink the mesota until after she's married. Says the Gemara, Mi badki la maya. Will the water still work under those circumstances? Why not? The Pasuk says, the Pasuk says, If the man is clean from sin, then then the water will in fact work. Hmm? Oh, thank you. When a, when a man has not done anything wrong, then hamayim bod kinesishto. But ein ha'ishmenu keme avon, ein hamayim bod kinesishto. When a man is not clean from avera, then the waters don't work. Now it's not clear from the Gemara what's going on, but the Mephorshim explained that when he says he's not naki me avon, it means that he has slept with his wife after she was alone with another man. So therefore the, the waters won't work that way. If the case we're talking about is a case of arusa and the flow of events, the way we're describing the case of uh, where a woman says, Lo satisi arusa, where she did not do anything inappropriate as an arusa, it means that they got engaged halachically. Of course, no tashma shamita. He said to her, I don't want you to be alone with that man. She was alone with that man. Then she became uh, married, and then they did the stira, and then they did the, the mesota. So says the Gemara, that can't work because if the husband was with her, when they got married on the night of the chuppah, so then the din is that the mesota would not work. Ella, it must be the kanila kshehi arusa. Really, the case was was different. 10, 12 lines from the bottom. Really, he warned her about being alone with a particular man when she was in arusa, and she broke the rule istatra, and she was alone with that man. And v'nichnasav lechuppah, but v'lo nevala. They did get married. But there was no Tashma Shamita. And maybe we can learn from here that Yesh that there is a chuppah that can passel a woman because this woman could become possible. But says the Gemara, that's not a good answer. You think you did a good job explaining this brisa about what the case was of an Arusa who um, an Arusa who was warned by her husband. After all, when he came from up from, from the south, he brought a brisa with him. What does the brisa say? The brisa is quoting the Pasuk. And the Pasuk says, 
uh, separate of your husband. In order for the mesota to work, the couple has to have been intimate at least once. But if in fact she was alone with another man before she was fully married, so then the mesota doesn't work. So let's just review when the mesota works. The mesota never works when she's in Arusa. The mesota uh, never works if they've never had Tashma Shamita. They first have to be a couple first. Doesn't mean that the stira can't be there. She can warn her, warn the wife, but if they've never had tashma shamita, so then that's a problem. So then says the Gemara, What case do we have that can explain for us <coughs> the case of Arusa? Says the Gemara, Kigon Arusa Oh, so the Gemara says that they broke a halacha. They got halachically engaged, and they shouldn't have, but they were together when they were engaged. And then she was uh, Bestira with another man. And then they were in the Suan. And then she uh, took the Mesota. And then whatever, whatever the results were, the results were. But they had Tash Bashamita in the in the uh, in the base Hamiya before they were halachically fully married, which is of course very awesome. Says the Gemara, if the standing assumption of the Brisa is that the Arusa had Tash Bishamita while she was still Bebeis Chamiha, maybe we should say the same thing about the other cases in the Brisa, like the case of Shemer Siyabam. Says the Gemara on the bottom line of Nurches Meralab, the Chavasagab Shemer Siyabam, if we apply that same, that same case uh, to a case of a Shemer Siyabam, Sheba La Yavam Bebeis Chamiha, that if the Shemer Siyabam was in her father's house and they had Tash Bishamita, so says the Gemara, Shemer Siyabam Karyasla. Why is the Mishnah calling her Shemeris Yavam? Ishtoma al she's a regular wife. As we saw in the Mishnah, that no matter what the motivations are, if there was any intent for intercourse, they are married. They are married no matter what. If there has to be intercourse, but if, as long as there's some intent for intercourse, plus intercourse, even if it's Shogig Mezid, we don't care. Even the crazy case of Nitka, where he falls off of a roof and they're end, they end up having Tashma Shemitah, then halachically, she's Yavama. So if what we're saying is that the case of the bride says that really Tashma Shemitah happened in her father's home, so then, then the phrase of Shemer Siyavam doesn't belong in the bride. So she's not a Shemer Siyavam anymore. Now she's just a regular wife. It says the Gemara, maybe we're not looking at it from the lens of Rab. Maybe we're looking at this b'risa through the lens of Shmuel. Kishmuel, what does Shmuel hold? The Amar, the Tashma Shamita with a Shomeris Yavam doesn't always make her into a Yavama. Lo kana biparsha. Only that which is explicitly in the Psukim. Says the Gemara, that's not possible that we're going like Shmuel. Midihu taima This whole sugya was brought about because of Rav by Rav Sheshes, which we saw yesterday. Ha'amar Rav. And we don't we paskin like Rav. And how would Rav learn our Mishnah? What is the case of the Yavama where uh, she maintains her title of Shomeris Yavam? Says the Gemara, it was a case where Maimer was done. It's not really only the Shita Beishamai. There are a lot of other Tanoim who hold this way as well. We saw this Gemara a couple of blot ago. Uh, where was this? It says Chavtes. It was also someplace else where we saw that there were many shitas of uh, of Mimer who hold that it's a Kenyan Gamo. So it says the Gemara that if you have a Shomeris Yava who has had Mimer, the Gemara says, Yahachi Hainu Arusa. She's no different than an Arusa. A Shomeris Yavam who gets Mimer from, the, from her new husband to be. So that's called an Arusa. Says the Gemara, 
Yeah, you're right. There is a like a double a double of cases here, but it's not the only time it happens. Because what were the four cases that were listed here? We had Arusa and Shomeris Yavam, and we had Nesua and Knusa. So the Gemara says, Nesua Of course, they're the same cases. Those languages were exactly the same. One is talking about his own marriage, and one is talking about the marriage of a, of a friend. You're talking about the marriage of, uh, of someone, in this case, we'll see soon that it's a Shomeris so there are various cases of marriage and there are various cases of being an Arusa. So you're right that the cases are similar, but we don't mind. And the Brisa that's saying that she, when they, when she says Amen to the, to whatever was, whatever promise she has to make, she was saying it in all of these cases in Arusa, in Nesua, in Shomer Siyavam, and in Knusa as well. So this is all how we understand this discussion within the name of Rav. And let's just review briefly. We're trying to understand the Brisa that's two-thirds of the way down, where uh, Rav Amram said in the name of Rav Sheshes that he brought our Mishnah as a raya, and the, the, he brought the, the, the Mishnah, our Mishnah was being brought as a raya to the case of the Brisa that says, Amen, Shalosa Tisi Arusa Knusa. And we didn't understand Arusa, so we're saying the case of the Arusa was where they had Tashma Shamita in the, in the Beis Chameha, when they were only engaged, which is Asr. Then she was worn, then she was bestir with another man, then she became an Asu, and then the Mesota would still work. It's just really fascinating because the Mesota, it's funny because the Tashma Shamita that takes place by Beis Chameha is an Isser. Now, had they had Tashmash Amita after Nisuna, it would have been Mutter in, in regards to Tashmash itself. But Afalpikin, the Mesota still works. There's like this metaphysical reality to when the Mesota works. It's an ace, but it has rules to it. Okay, so all of that is answer number one uh, to how we understand this Brisa about the Mesota. Rav Papa Amar, quarter of the way down on Nunchesum at Beis, Rav Papa says, We don't even give the Kinui when she's in Arusa. The case is. Uh, uh, we don't we don't give her the lahashkosak she arusa aval nesua. We do give her the kinyan of to to drink the wine to drink the mesota when she is nesua. Says the Gemara Rav Nachman Ritzakamar al yade Gilgul. What does this mean? This means that really she when she's in arusa they can't even ask her to promise at this point whether she's been bestira because they're not even married yet. So what we do is what's called Gilgul. Rashi explains this case to mean as follows. It's true that we're not allowed to make her make a promise when she's in Arusa. However, when she's in a sua, we can ask her to promise that if she's been bestira once she's been married, and we can be megalgil into that shvua, that which took place during the Arusa time. That's what Rashi explains. And that's what Gilgal shvua is, when we can't do one shvua because of a halachic limitation, but once we're doing another shvua, we can throw this one into the pot as well. Then, uh, good. Okay, so those are the three answers that we are seeing here, the Tashma Shemitah beforehand, and the two answers we just saw about Rav Papa and Rav Nachman. Um, two more quick sugis for the night. We'll be stopping in Mirza Shem at the Mishnah on the top of Nantesimit Aleph, and then tomorrow we'll be doing a Mirza Shem a blot and a half, something like that. Okay, next case. The Gemara says, Shalach Rav Chanina Mishmed Rav Yochanan. Rav Chanina uh, asked a question in the name of Rav Yochanan. Haosa Maimer Biyavimto. Let's say that a man does Maimer to his Yavama, Viyeshlo Ach, and there's still another viable brother, so Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. Shimon did Maimer to Rachel, Ruvain's wife, Ruvain died, and Levi's also available. Afilu Hu Kohen, Vihi Kohenes, if Levi, the third brother, even if he's a Kohen and she's a Kohenes, the halacha is that if Maimer was done, Paslamina Truma, she's no longer allowed to have Truma. So says the Gemara, whose Shita does this work with? Liman, 
Ilema the Reb Meir. If you want to say that this is like the sheet of Reb Meir, Amar da Amar Reb Meir Mishtamers to be absula lo achla mida oraisa. When do we say that a woman who is about to have tashmashamita with a man uh, that she'll become psula and therefore she cannot eat the truma? That's only true in a case that's del raisa. But here, what's Levi's limitation from Rachel? It's just Mimer, and Mimer's only Dirabanan. Therefore, Dirabanan mi Omar. It can't be that this case of Levi who, uh, who wants to be with Rachel, it can't be the case that uh, we're going within the camp of Rav Meir. Ve'ela says the Gemara, maybe we should say the Rebbe Lazar b'Rav Shimon. Maybe we should say that it's like the Shita Rebbe Lazar b'Rav Shimon. What do they say? It certainly isn't like them because they hold that even if they are anticipating a Tashma Shamita that would be Aser, they still say she's allowed to eat the Truma. So of course, if it's the Rabbanan, they're going to say she's allowed to eat the Truma. So how do we understand this Brisa? How do we understand this uh, statement from Rabbi Yochanan? The Gemara says we have to try much harder. Ella says the Gemara two thirds of the way down. Kiasa Rabin Omar he said as follows. Everyone agrees that if Maimer is done from a Yavim to a Yavama, everyone agrees that she's allowed to eat. If Levi, the third brother, is a Chalal, if they plan to get married, the Chalal and this Asia is Kohen, she's not even allowed to get married, everyone agrees that Eina Ocheles. The only conversation point comes up as follows. If Levi, if Levi gives her a get, then what? Rabbi Yochanan Amar Ocheles, then she's allowed to eat. Rabbi Shlakish Amar Eino Ocheles. Why? Rabbi Yochanan Amar Ocheles, because Afidu the Rabbi Meir Damar Eino Ocheles, Hanimim the Mishtamers to be absolute do rice of Al-Durabon and Achla. Because here we're only talking about a limitation between Levi and Rachel that's Durabonon. It's only Mimer. Mimer is only a Kenyan Durabonon. Rabbi Shlakish Amar Eino Ocheles, Rabbi Shlakish says that they're not going to be Kona in this case where the Mimer was given. Uh, so why is that? Why does he say that they're not going to be ocheles? I feel the rebbe of Reb Shimon who are generally matir da amre ocheles. Here they would not say that. Hanimili, when or when are we lenient? When we have a person who, under a different circumstance, would be able to halachically get married. But in our case, where the get was given, there's no possibility with this woman that they could ever marry because there was a get. The Gemara says, Maybe we should say that there is a case where a man gave a get where his wife could have food again, a truma. How so? When she goes back to her husband's house, to her, to her father's house, excuse me. If a woman goes back to her father's house, then she's chozeres, then chozeres paskamine So maybe we can say that there is a case scenario where a man who got divorced from his wife that his wife, who was a Kohen, is able to again have access to food, in which case we have a kashatad. Maybe we can understand this machlokes, like Rabbi Lazar ben Virab Shimon. Aval says the Gemara, ha, in our case, it's not really true. Ha, Gidebe, if there was a get that was given without chalitza, it's not correct. If there's a get given without chalitza, so then there's uh, no solution at all under those circumstances. One last case for the 90s, Armalu Onis Garshu. Uh, the Gemara is going to now discuss a din that we know uh, that the Kohen Gadol has to marry a woman who's a basula. Now, we typically tra- translate a basula as a woman who has not lost her virginity. However, when it comes to the Kohen Gadol, there's a special din that she's not that he's not allowed to marry someone who's even lost her basula by the world of nature. And therefore, he marries very, very young. And that's what's going to be happening in our Gemara. And once she turns a Bogeres, once she, she's a Gedola by 12, and she's a Bogeres by 12 and a half. 
So the, the Gemara's question is like this, two lines from the bottom on Nunches Mebez. He did betrothal to a young girl, Ubagra Tachtov, and then she became a Bogeres, 12, 12 years and six months, Tachtov. Mahu, are they allowed to get married? Do we say, do we say Basar Nisuan Azlinan? We just follow the Nisuan. Oh, Basar Erisin Azlinan, which one do we follow? Do, is he allowed to marry her if she's a Bogeres? Because maybe some of her Basulim has begun to disintegrate or no? We already learned this. What did we learn? Our Mishnah. That the Tash Mishamita is going to be problematic because she might uh, she might be a Psula. So it says the Gemara, you misunderstood. That Mishnah is I'm not talking about a Mishnah to establish someone as a Chalala. That's not what we're talking about. If there's Tash Mishamita, then that can cause for a problem. I agree. In regards to the parameters of the Halacha of a Kohen Gadol marrying a woman. Where do we focus on? Do we need it to be on the Kicha when he actually is doing Kiddushin because we need Kiddushin? Or does it have to be the moment in time when there's Nisun? So Amar Lei, he responds back to him. Shmuel says, Hi, Nami Tanitua. Was it Shmuel talking? Yeah. So Shmuel responds, we also learned about this. Let's say that a, uh, a, a, an almana got engaged to a regular Kohen, which is Mutter. That's Mutter. And then that Kohen, after they got engaged, was appointed to be the Kohen Gadol, who's not allowed to marry an almana. But they're already halachically engaged. Says the Gemara, in this case, so maybe we can learn from this case where a man who is a Kohen, a regular Kohen who is engaged to an Almana, and then he becomes the Kohen Gadol, who's not allowed to marry an Almana. So the Pasuk seems to say that, the, the, the Brisa seems to say that they're allowed to marry. It says Yichnos. So maybe we can assume the same over here, that once this girl becomes a Bogaris, once she's 12 years and six months old, okay, they've only been betrothed, but just like the Almana is allowed to marry the Kohen Gadol under those circumstances, so too over here, the Kohen Gadol is allowed to marry a Bogaris. Says the Gemara, not a raya, shiny hasam That's not necessarily true because the pasuk specifically speaks about ki yikach isha. So one 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 pasuk is specific, talking about a besula, and the other pasuk is talking about an almana to a coin gadol. They're not talking about the same thing. So says the Gemara, hachanamik sivisha. It says wordisha in both places. Says the Gemara, achas time. We're talking about one woman. We're not talking about two. You cannot squeeze into the pasuk both the case of bogeras. And the case of an almana marrying a coin gadol says the Gemara Marois. Why is it that you think you are right about your case? Maybe the word isha is not talking about what you think it is. Says the Gemara. The reason why we learn the word isha in a specific way is because ha ishtani gufa. When it comes to the girl who was married halachically betrothed as a katana, and then she became a bogeres, there ishtani gufa. Her body changed. She went from being, uh, you know prepubescent to pubescent, whatever the halachic age is, but we look at her as a bogeres now. Now she's old enough. But Veha, in the case of the Almana, her body didn't change. He changed. And it wasn't even his body. It was his, his job opportunity became the Kohen Gadol. So here the Gemara says we can't learn anything about an Almana who was engaged to a regular coin who became the Kohen Gadol to the case of a uh, of a Kohen Gadol who was engaged to a Ketanu, became a Bulgaris. Those two cases are not comparable. We'll stop here. Mirza Shaman Shabbos will pick up at the new Mishnah and the Aleph. Wishing you all a beautiful night. What? Oh, on tomorrow then, on Thursday. No, Friday. Friday is the day off.